Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Something Super Spiritual. I am your host, Jeffrey Peck. And thank you guys so much for being here. You know, I was I was going to say, I think I say this every week. I have an amazing guest today I'm super excited about. I'm so happy to be able to share this person with you. And, you know, here's the truth. Every single one of these people I want to share with you, I, I bring them on because I truly love them and their work and what they bring to humanity and the healing work that they show us with, they demonstrate and they teach. So insightful and so inspirational. So today's guest is the amazing Lauren Rainbow. She is a psychic medium. She's a teacher. She's an author. She's a mystical, sacred tour guide extraordinaire. She goes on these fabulous trips with intimate groups of like 15 or 20 people. And they go to the power spots of the globe of like Peru and India, Mexico and England and Egypt, you know, and they do these really amazing spiritually opening trips, spiritually opening, mystically opening these, these mystical experiences that you can have in these supercharged locations around the globe is really second to none. When a group of people get together and they have the same intention, ooh, it's fireworks. Lauren also co-wrote the Mediumship Training Deck, 50 Practical Tools for Developing Your Connection to the Other Side. She co-wrote this with John Holland, and they're amazing. I mean, the each card offers so much information for pretty much everything within this work and how we develop and how we unfold and all of these, these great little messages of you know, being in service and the divine source, creative expression, calling cards from heaven, uh, linking with spirit, the psychic touch. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's fabulous. So take a look at those cards as well. And again, thank you so much for being here, everybody. Remember June 16th, something super spiritual will go live on YouTube where we will connect with a fellow psychic medium. We'll, we'll talk a little bit. We'll do readings uh, and connect with the audience. So um, watch out for those announcements coming up shortly. And again, thank you very much for being here. Enjoy, everybody. Yes. Uh, Lauren Rainbow, I'm so happy to have you here on Something Super Spiritual with us. It is such an honor to meet you this way. And thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here today and excited to connect with you. <laughs> thank you. Me too. So, um, you know what? Let's get right into it. I feel like we have so much to talk about and I always let spirit take the wheel. So I don't have an agenda. I don't have a bullet point. We'll just let spirit go with it. Okay. Love it. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you for your work. 
I have been watching you uh, from the sidelines ever <laughs> since I really started to, uh, you know, I opened up in 2006 when I became attuned to the Reiki. Yeah. And the side effect for me was that it ignited all the spiritual senses and kablam, right? Yeah. So I started experiencing spontaneous mediumship when I was doing Reiki treatments on people, okay? Um, I knew that calling started to like heat up on the inside. I knew this is where I was going. Uh, but I had one more career to to work out, to work through from 2010 to to the end of 2018. And I knew this is where I was headed, but that's what I had to do first, <laughs> right? So somewhere towards the end, 2016, 2017, 2018, I was, I was starving for all things spirit. It's the second time I've gone through this full-blown seeking. I can't read enough. I can't listen to enough podcasts. I can't, you know, all of that. <laughs> so that somewhere in there is when I found you and I'm just kind of watching what you're doing. And, um... And then specifically after uh, 2018, when I really went intentionally face first into spirit, um, watching your demonstrations and your lives and your work with John Holland and your cards that are so beautiful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, would you please just give us a little rundown? Has spirit always been in your forefront, like since the crib? Have you always had the the sensitivities? <laughs> Have you been seeing it all along? What a wonderful question. I love that. Since the crib, right? Since we were born. <laughs> right. um, and, you know, in a similar way, uh, Jeffrey, I think I've had some similar situations where I think as a child, we've all had sensitive moments. We definitely, you know, in, felt in tune and connected with spirit. And I definitely was a mystical child. I always say I was so blessed by the parents I had. I had teachers in my life who let me kind of be weird, unique and different. And I was a theater kid. So I had the opportunity to just, you know, go to express myself and I was raised right I was raised on the stage I was allowed to play with costumes and makeup and you know not only were my parents teachers but they ran the the, the school theater so I literally lived it uh, but I was a child of the 80s and back in the day I would read Stephen King I always joke about that it wasn't because of the horror side but I mean when you look at Stephen King's work it was all about you know people who had abilities telekinesis and fire start you know I was more fascinated by their abilities and I was about, you know, the horror of those stories. And right? <laughs> and so I think that was really the beginning of me being aware that I, I was loving the mystical side. Yes. Uh, the other part about that is uh, I was also attracted to sacred sites as a young child. My mother would tell you I would draw the pyramids all the time before I knew what they were. Um, I, I remember this book that was on TV in the 80s called, you know, Mystic Places. And my mom got it for me and it had Stonehenge and all these crazy places in it so not only was I attracted to understanding other abilities I was so interested in these weird sites that had mystical energies and so that's what I experienced as a child I didn't sure. know I had mediumship abilities until 
uh, right before 9-11, I was living in a retired funeral home and, you know, the spirit, I mean, it's all divine order, the spirit's moving you there. Uh, yeah. And I started to feel really sensitive to the energies in that place. And it yeah. just opened doors. I started, I lived near Salem, Mass. So I was going to Salem, Massachusetts and checking out the spiritual shops. And I bought my first deck of tarot cards and uh, synchronicity is my life is definitely a synchronistic movement of spirit. I ended up in a healing center where I was attuned to Reiki. I was drawn to spirit first, but then I started working with the healing arts like you. Yep. And those, those attunements just opened up so much more clarity and That's the truth. Isn't it? You know, I always say like, you know, anybody who works in this world, especially people developing mediumship should be attuned to healing systems as well. It's not necessarily about becoming the Reiki healer. It's about opening that connection wider and creating clearer energy. Um, so I received a, a numerous amount of attunements and many healing systems that just made that louder and clearer for me. Uh, so I just kind of went out and at first I, I, you know, tried to figure out how to do it. I didn't have formal training right away. And then, uh, I would watch John Edward on crossing over and go yes. like, Oh, okay. I, I see that formula and start doing mediumship that way, uh, and started to, to just do it. And then I started developing. So I didn't right. start developing mediumship until I met John Holland at a class one day, um, and just started already finessing what I had started to work with. So mm -hmm. I attribute healing work like you did to really being a big conduit of opening that energy up, making it more clear and making it more fluid for me, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it, it's something that I literally did not expect. It right. wasn't <laughs> even in my, I, I, it wasn't even like, well, I hope this happens or, I mean, it was nowhere in my radar, radar my field. It was nowhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> After Surprise! I became a, after I became attuned to level one in that first weekend, I started to sense things mm -hmm. that I had not noticed before. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and after that first weekend, my Reiki master told me to sit with myself every day for the next thirty days and give myself a Reiki treatment, so yeah. that I could learn to understand the energy so I could learn what it feels like so I could let it teach me so I could just start to really understand the difference between my own personal energy and spirit slash Reiki energy yeah and Love it. and I did and and so I'd go in my closet my walk-in closet with my my little lamp and my little speaker and I put my zen <laughs> music on and have my I'd have you know cards with me all over the place and and all of a sudden I am seeing things, hearing things, feeling things. And I thought I was losing my mind. I thought I was going bonkers. About two weeks in, she goes, you're opening up to spirit. <laughs> and she said, you're going to be a huge channel one day. And I was like, no, I'm not. She goes, oh yeah, you are. And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, great teacher to recognize. So some people who teach the healing work, they don't like to have you open that energy? So good on that teacher to support that for you. I think I that's know. huge. I adore yeah. her for that. Yeah. And back then, you know, when she said channel, the word channel to me back then, okay, this is 2006, right? <laughs> channel to me was Esther Hicks. Right. Or, 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 um, <laughs> um, Jane, uh, uh, Seth, the Seth works. Um, yes. Uh, yep. You know? That was channel to me. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not that. No. <laughs> and, and she's definition of the word channel. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, and now of course, you know, 
16, 17 years later, I get it, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> I just find it fascinating how in, in, well, in doing this show and, and it, you know, spirit is just my, it's my passion from the very core of my insides. Right. Yeah. And I just want to scream it from a mountaintop. So this podcast, this show, this YouTube is my mountaintop. And yeah. I just want to share everybody, all my friends, you, everybody with everybody <laughs> out there, right? And it's really interesting to me how many, many more of us are really coming into this calling through alternative healing, alter, uh, energy work, or, or whatever it might be. Um, trauma, you know, some of us come, th come to this through trauma, losing mm -hmm. a loved one, a parent or a child or or a car accident, near-death experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think it's fascinating and it's really something to recognize the power in spirit and mm -hmm. when this is our calling, when the calling turns into a yelling <laughs> and you're like, okay, okay, already. <laughs> How many times did you run away before oh, you came back God. to the calling? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I no always more say, come back. It's true. <laughs> I always say, you know, spirit will come knocking at the door. If you don't answer, they'll go to the back door. If you're yeah. hiding behind the couch, then we're not here. They'll come to the window. <laughs> they'll come to the other window. They'll come back to the front door. So my whole point is just thank you for everything that you do and the work that you do. And you know what? I, I wanted to tell you too. After I made the decision to go face first and it was, it was all every, all things mediumship. And I started practicing and practicing, practicing. It's all happening. And it's all like, how is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was either a, a YouTube or one of your demonstrations, maybe. Okay. Um, for me, having tutors and teachers, you know, I went to Arthur Finley. Um, awesome. <laughs> that place. really, it's amazing because it yeah. really taught me how to express. Mm-hmm how to communicate what I'm getting and feeling, you know, how, and, and so watching you, you would get something that somebody wasn't able to connect with. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, 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 no. Okay. Nope. I, I'm not moving away from this. I'm going, I'm, we're going in. <laughs> and even if it took three times. So watching you in that moment years ago was huge for me and mm -hmm. how I, didn't let a silly little no get to me. And I was like, you know what? No, I know what I'm getting. Let me rephrase this, you know, because mm -hmm. this is what it is. And it's just like maybe rephrasing it a little bit, but that was awesome. So just you being, doing your thing, you know, I just was supposed to be there in that moment. And that was yeah. awesome. It's not easy. You know, when you, when we're mediums and we're delivering the spirit, uh, by the way, it took me years to build that confidence to go, okay, I know where I'm at. Yeah. And it came from walking away, getting the no, freezing, going, oh no, this isn't right. And letting it go. And then getting the email later. Oh, by the way, you know, and there were just so many times where I would walk away from the confidence and then get the after affirmation that I learned to go, 
okay, I got to trust this more. And, you know, there's a, a thing I say on stage all the time, I'm a stubborn medium, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and it's, it's really, you know, we, I always go in with what do I first feel? And if that's not clicking, let me try to slightly get that more clear for you. Yes. You know, how people hear things from what we say as the translator, you know, I think being a medium, we're translating energy into language and that can be direct on the first time we receive it, or we might have to, you know, I still feel this, but I need you to, to get into the same understanding with me. And that's, it, it took practice, by the way, that wasn't always easy. <laughs> oh, oh, it does take practice. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's, yeah. It's so amazing, isn't it? It's just so amazing. Yeah. When you started working, you met John in a class you mentioned. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, did did you was he then your next teacher? Uh, so he was, um, he kind of took me under his wing. It wasn't, uh, the funny stuff, we were just working together this weekend and we've come a long way since we first met. The first time I met John Holland, I was teaching, at a, a, I was actually a student uh, teaching at a place here in Massachusetts, Circles of Wisdom, and he was doing a dem in the big room. And I remember when I put my class on sale, they're like, oh, the night you're there, John Holland's going to be in the big room. And I remember mentioning, well, don't put me up against John. I'm not going to sell anything. And I'm like, oh, Oh, don't worry, Lauren, his events already sold out. <laughs> you know? So I did sell a, a little mediumship practice circle I was teaching. And I remember him sitting in the room and waiting for my students to come in. And John's room, God pops his head in and I'm like, oh my God, that's John Holland. And he goes, well, look at you here. You know, I hear your name around and I'm glad to meet you. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, hi. You know? And it, it was the next month I'm in the same situation. He's got a, a sold out event in the big room and I'm teaching a class in the little room and he pokes his head in and he goes, well, Miss Rainbow, here you are again, you know? Oh. And it was a couple months later, I was walking into the same shop and Kathy, the owner said to me, you know, John just called and he wants you to, he's going to do an event here with another speaker and he wants you to open the event for them. And I went, what? And she's like, do you have any video of you doing mediumship? And I just literally was given uh, a, a back in the day, like a DVD, a friend of mine had recorded of a, an event and did a funny Kathy, here you go, you know? And so he kind of actually pulled me in right away as a teacher um, and has been an amazing mentor for me in terms of the business side and yeah. really pulling, oh, I mean, it's been, we were just joking here. I was working with him at Hay House. Uh, you know, we wrote the deck together and then here I am co-teaching at a Hay House conference it's like pinch me like how did this happen yeah. you know? so he's just been a, a, really a you know one of my best friends and I'm so blessed to call him not only a, a mentor but truly a friend we live right down the street from each other and uh, he's he's been such an amazing asset in the growth when when you see somebody who sees you and recognizes you and supports you it was a, a, a huge a huge thank you from spirit it's been oh my, an amazing journey totally absolutely <laughs> yeah. divinely led completely Absolutely. Um, okay. You mentioned Hay House. It was, uh, we were to talk about this. Uh, I think it's so amazing because this was last week, right? I just got home yesterday. So oh. this past weekend, we were in Tampa. Uh, they did one of their I Can Do It's for the first time since COVID. And, uh, you know, we got to teach a pre-con, you know, the pre-conference. So we did a whole day teaching. Um, and it was for me, as somebody who's been doing this now 20 years, it was really one of those like... Oh my God, I'm I'm here with all these amazing authors and speakers and and kind of being able to be in in that community with them was really a life-changing moment. <laughs> oh, well, and and absolutely deserved. Let's oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but that's hard work. <laughs> I know. And it's really um, uh, something to be said for the amount of work that you've been doing and, yeah. and well, and, and also the way, the way the spirit drives our, our car, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's really, it, like you said, you, you said your life has been driven by uh, divine synchronicities and, and it's 100%. so true. Yeah. Every step so of the way mm-hmm. it's a, one door opens and you know, it, it's one of those things where I say, if you're meant to do this work mm-hmm. and you show up to it, mm-hmm. I didn't meet John until almost, uh, I don't know, it was 2009 when we really formally met 2010, when he, we actually did the event together. Uh, and I had already been doing this work locally for since 2001. So that was eight, nine years of just, you know, putting yourself out there, doing psychic saying. parties, psychic yeah. fairs, you know, doing whatever I could to just show up to the work. Yep. Uh, here's the other thing I'll say to that. I had no idea what the path would look like. I did not start this work thinking it would bring me to the point I am now. Yeah. I, I did the work just to serve, just to do the work, mm-hmm. just to help people. Mm-hmm. And I think when people, you know, a lot of people ask me, how did you get there? I just did the work. I just keep doing yeah. the work and, and it grows, it shifts, it changes, it's evolved. But if you were to ask me 20 years ago when I had my shift around 9-11, if I would have ever seen myself where I was last this past weekend, I would have been like, yeah, no. Um, mm-hmm. And if you had told me that would have been my path, I probably would have ran the other way. Uh, so I think the universe knows how to, to lead you in the direction that you're meant to go and to get you right where you need to be when that time is right as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it, amazing. It, it is amazing. And I, I love that I love that you said you were just you were just doing this because A, you felt like you were supposed to, but B, you were just helping people. Yeah. Yeah. And there was no vision of even TV. The only guy on TV at the time was John Edward. Yeah. You know, we didn't have Lisa Williams yet. We didn't have James Long Prague. Island Medium. James and Prague was there too. Absolutely yep. love yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, one of the first scariest moments of my life, I think, John, I was actually in a class with John and James was teaching and John was teaching Tony Stockwell. And all of a sudden in the middle of the workshop, he hands me the class and goes, go up and do a message. I'm like, what? What? Right now. <laughs> and, and terrible, most terrifying moment I've ever delivered a message oh my God, with the I'm masters sure. looking at you yeah. and thank the spirit because this is the beauty of the work. When you really trust, they show up. It was incredible. And it again, changed the game because then I had more mentors between James and Tony and other wonderful mediums who were like, oh my God, okay, there's something here. Let's mm-hmm. keep going. And, and it's been just but you have to do the scary moments sometimes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's the worst feeling at first. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I know that. You know, you said it, and I'm going to say it too, because it was told to me years ago, when we show up for spirit, spirit shows up for us, That's no amazing. matter how scary it is, right? Yeah. And it took me, I mean, well, let's be honest. I mean, I still get scared, you know, doing these, doing big things and get, do, get stepping outside of my comfort zone, you know? I still get scared, but not in a, not in a, uh, with a sense of paralysis, like I used to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it took me, um, a little bit of time to truly recognize that showing up, you know, when I show up, spirit shows up, it took quite a few times of, to, to like, for me to be like in full trust, like, ah, I get it now. I totally get it. And, and, you know, now I go in knowing that, right. Yeah. I don't have that, that paralyzing fear that I used to have. And it's just, 
It's just taking those baby steps forward that spirit needs you to take. Absolutely. And there's and there's huge power in baby steps. No, how many, no matter how minute they might look, you know? Yeah. If I can throw something in there really Please. quick too. One that I've learned, uh, when you look back on your life, spirit has been building your direction since the day you were born. You know, I, again, I we talk about back in the day of being with a family of teachers and in theater. And, uh, you know, my dream back in as a kid was to be on stage. I thought it would be Broadway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, and then I went to school and college and the other part of my life was writing and journalism. So I learned how to be a journalist. And I used to be a newspaper worked. This is one of the funny jokes I always say is I worked for a newspaper called The Messenger. And I covered death and dying every day. My, my whole life for, for the time I was a journalist was hard news. I mean, I was on the scene of murders, accidents, murders, crime scenes, you name it. That was my living life. And then I oh, left for that. real. That was for real. So I was literally oh, in the forefront wow. of death and dying on a whole other level, right? And then I oh, left wow. that job to go to a whole different side, which was graphic. My friends lived in this place and I got a job in an area and I said, come live with us, you know? And so I moved from, you know, the journalistic view right into the funeral home, which turned all the guests into like the calling of the work. But here's what I've learned. Being a news journalist taught me how to interview spirit. So when I'm on stage, I'm like, who are you? How do you like my job is to tell their story yes, yes. as though I was writing it out. I'm just doing it through word. And then being trained in theater is where I get the energy to do what I do on stage. Stage. improv teaching was what helped me go on there and become the energy of spirit so beautifully spirit was building the the, the roadblocks of all the tools that I use Absolutely. and I think when you really look back on your life you're going to see oh that teaching makes sense here like who knew that learning how to be a journalist was actually going to be how I work with spirit right it was so much more divine when I look back than I could ever have fathomed and I, I just kind of went God, you guys are brilliant. <laughs> you know? Thank you, Spirit. You were really prepping me the whole time. And and it just one day I woke up and I went, oh my God, that's brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's it, you're always on the path, whether you know it or not. <laughs> Everything that you do is a part of the journey. It's a part of the teaching. It's a part of the lesson. And, and you know, it's 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 a part of who you are. You just got to learn to to let it happen. You got to learn to let it be all part of the toolbox. That's why in the, in the deck, we have that one card, the medium's toolbox. And it's really about every single thing that you take in your life is becoming evidence for spirit. It becomes things that they can work with that you have built into your system. Also the knowledge to help be the evidential part of spirit. So you're, you're always on the path, whether you know it or not, it's mm -hmm. always working for you. Yeah, we, we each hold a different part of the manual, you know? <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> through our own experiences, through our own filters, through our own experiences with where we lived on the planet, you know, through culture yeah. and religion and, you know, um, uh, the families we were born into, you know, and then, of course, you know, the traumas, the trials, the getting through life, we all hold a different part of the manual. 100%. And, I love that. <laughs> it's very, it's very, um, it's amazing. Is I, I just like, what other word is there? It's just, it's just amazing. So, so talking about this in our, in, in our callings, in our, what we've been doing, what you're doing, I'm doing, talk to the people who are listening that this isn't 
their path it to be on screen and talking about spirit and teaching about spirit and mediumship and psychic awareness and chakras. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Talk to the people about that side of it. So, yeah, if you know, there's often the view that if you open up to being a medium, it must have to be on stage or on TV or something like that. And uh, that's not the only way this world, this work works. You know, many of my students are sometimes they just say you're developing yourself, develop your ability and ability guides you. Um, I've had many people as students become, you know, people who sit in the space of transitioning. They, you know, they, they sit with those who are passing and create a space of safety or helping family understand transitions. And some, some mediums I know will only do the one-to-one. They only want to serve the spirit and just bring the direct healing. And, uh, you know, there's so many ways this work can take you that you don't want to overwhelm yourself with what that is in the beginning. Just show up and just develop. I, again, when I started, you know, 20 years ago, the idea was never to be where I am now. That wasn't part of the vision and opened up. Yeah. Um, and again, if I knew that, I would have ran away. I would have been like, no, this isn't for me. And it was slow graduation from one step to the other. And so if you're sitting here wondering, you know, where are you going? You feel connected to spirit it and you're, you're wondering where are you going why am I doing this don't worry about the why just keep doing it keep showing up to it um and however you're meant to give and serve that will continue to unfold for you and it will grow you may start serving again as a psychic fair psychic and then one day you might end up publishing a deck who knows you know some people I know who do this work I have a good friend of mine uh who I say is the best medium you'll never meet he's one of the most amazing mediums you'll never meet he works in a whole other you know corporate life and for him it's about just being spiritual it's just about being connected and that is enough he he looks at me last and he goes I will never do that that is not my life and, and yet I have again he's got some amazing teachings but I always joke he's the one medium you'll never meet in the life because it will never step into that work and that's perfect right okay yeah. uh you don't have to be a professional working medium or intuitive to be intuitive uh to access your abilities inside i mean intuition alone is the core of all of this uh being 100%. a medium is a, is a part of it right mm -hmm. but at the core of every single piece of what we're doing it's and it's learning to understand your extra sense, your extra voice, and to be more in tune with how to navigate this world. Yeah. So the one thing I benefit from in the teaching the most is I have great navigation skills. And I don't listen every day. I, I certainly still make mistakes and go against my feeling. But I navigate better than I did before I knew or where this is taking you. Don't worry about that. Just show up to understanding your voice, learning that extra sense that you have, how it works for you, and it will guide you. You will use it in so many ways. We have people now who are intuitive business coaches or, yeah. you know, they, they help in so many different ways that, you know, it's it's an, it's infinite. There's it so is. many ways you can work with this work. It just, is. just get to know yourself better. Mm -hmm. That's really the way what it is. It's about getting to know yourself better it, on all levels. It's yeah. so true. Yeah, it's so true. Know thyself. As no, exactly. <laughs> First rule um, of Reiki, heal thyself, right? <laughs> yes. You know, and, and it's so true. You know, not one path is any better or less than 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 another. another. Yeah. And there are people who are not meant to be, like you said, on stage or or giving one-to-ones or even even doing psychic work, tarot work, whatever. But yeah. when we connect to our spirit, when we connect to our our, our, the other side, our team, our guides, our loved ones who are cheering us on, you know, 
we might be the one that might be so compassionately driven that we end up changing lives for people, let's say in, in hospice or, or in a hospital after surgery, you know, maybe you might be a nurse that is just connected to, to that source. And it, it's, it, there's so many different ways that this can look for any, each one, each one of us. And, absolutely. and, and you know, I, I, you're absolutely right. I, I say the same thing. Um, when, when, you know, people ask, you know, uh, are, are, is everybody, psychic is that true or is that just a way to sell books or this that or whatever my response is here's the deal fundamentally first and foremost we are spirit we are an eternal spiritual being end of story so we are all dialed in we are all have the same wiring you know some of us might be a little bit more sensitive to that wiring um but we are all connected so um Yes. You know, when we open up to that spiritual side, (laughs) it just like you're, you're, you're driven in places that you could never have dreamed. A hundred percent. And I think the biggest thing to me, and, and I think why so many of us love to teach this is, you know, doing readings for people is wonderful, but if I can get you to learn how to trust your instincts, then I'm doing a better job as a teacher than I am as, as the reader, as the one you're sitting with, you know, making connections with spirit for healing is great. And I love that work. And I love it when the sun comes through to mom and it's like, I'm okay. You know, everything's great. I love that part. It's, it's really a powerful healing moment. And I think it's important that we see mediumship as a healing technique as well. It's a way of uh, healing the, 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 those who are bereaved, knowing that their loved ones are okay, but it's also healing the spirit side, you know, for for those who may need healing or forgiveness to come through and say, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for letting this go. We're helping their growth in the spirit world. And I don't think that gets taught as often as it should when we're developing because development's all about get out there, do the exercise, see what you get. Uh, But at the end of the day, you need to recognize that every time a connection is made, we are creating healing for the living and for the spirit world. And that it's a twofold piece. And I'm so grateful to be in them. And it heals me many times I'm like, I thought I needed to hear that, (laughs) you know, and I think that's also important as the ones doing the work is what's often brought to you is meant to be brought to you for a reason. There's something in you, you know, that, that needs to be gleaned from every message that spirit's bringing to you. And I think that's a hundred percent true. And I think that's why each medium is uniquely different in a way that they certain mediums who do well working with children and spirit, certain mediums who do well with certain kinds. And I think that's for a reason, you know, I think Mm -hmm. spirit knows who to put in front of us, why they're putting that person in front of us and letting go of how it's received is important because as you were talking earlier not everybody in the living receives it perfect but that doesn't matter At the end of the day, you sat in front of me for a reason. I have to understand what that is and what it's bringing to me as well. It's a three-way movement. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it, it's so true. And and like you said, if they aren't ready to receive it, well, guess what? That little seed was planted. Yes. And 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 I and I say that from from an experience that I had. I I, I tend to get. I tend to get a lot of trauma. I tend to get mm-hmm. a lot of. Um, I think because of my own experiences through life, you know, um, I get a lot of people coming through needing to apologize for how they made people feel could Mm -hmm. be through abuse on whatever level, uh, abandonment, betrayal, whatever, right? Big, big, big apologies. And I had this one with this lady. Um, she didn't 
And you know what? Ironically, it was the very, very last practice session I had before I like literally opened my doors, <laughs> started charging, <laughs> right? It was my last, last <laughs> practice session, lady. And um, and I and I feel I feel this mother. I know I have her mother. Mm-hmm. And but her mother was, she was back here. Usually when they come in, you know, they're like, boop, they're right. I feel like they're right behind me. Here I am. <laughs> but this lady was back here. It was like she was being careful. It's like she needed permission to come in. And I and I was like, okay, um, mm-hmm. what's what's going on here? And all of a sudden I, I just got it. And I said, Do you know Margaret? And her eyes just went. And I said, Oh, okay. So you know, if you don't want to talk to Margaret, that's so okay. It's so yeah. okay. And she sat there for a minute and she said, No. I'll listen to her. Lovely. And and we got through it and it was it was enormous. It was the experiences that this lady had from this mother were unspeakable. Like you like yeah. you, things you'd see in a movie, right? Um tragic. Just just chat yeah. tragic. So so coming out of this she agreed to listen to what this mother had to say. She mm-hmm. heard um, this mother uh, apologized. She asked for forgiveness. She made a point that the forgiveness was not for her sake. It was for the lady in front of me for her sake. You know, she mm-hmm. didn't want to, our loved ones don't want to see us move through life with this burden of resentment and anger and, and, you know, holding on to these, the, these icky memories, you know, they want us to be free from all of that that holds us back. hundred percent. And, um, so my whole point in this is that a week later, I get an email from her and she says, you know, I, I really want to thank you because in all of my 50 plus years, I never in my life would have ever dreamed I would have ever listened to that lady. I never would have wanted to hear any any apologies, any excuses, any requests, any anything. And she said, and I want to thank you because ever since then, I really like, she goes, I can't forgive her yet. She goes, but I'm, I'm telling you, I am leagues closer than I would have ever been. And you know what, that, that is why I do this work. Yeah. And, and, and for what it did for the lady in front of us, for what it did for the lady behind us and what it did for me, my own healing, (laughs) I had to get off this call and I cried for like 15 minutes. (laughs) I have a a weirdly similar moment where many years ago, I had a couple, a husband and wife come in um, and the husband came in wearing sunglasses and he sat down for a reading with his wife and wore the sunglasses the whole time and gave me no emotion, no nothing. And I'm doing the message and the wife was a great recipient because she was, yeah, 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 yeah. And right before the end, I looked right at him and I said, I have your father here. Will you let me give this gentleman to you in in spirit? And I just got a little head nod. Yes. No, no sunglasses coming off, nothing. So I just delivered the message and it was tough because normally as mediums, we do a little back and forth. Here's something, do you understand? And we're trying to just get that validation, not for the ego, but that, you know, I think people think we need about our ego. And it's for me, it's never the, here's a piece of information. Do you understand? We just want to make sure that you're, you're receiving this. So we're not wasting your time, energy, money, number one, nothing, just deadpan, no, no expression. Couldn't see the eyes. I just I had to give it to this man as I, as I did. And off they went. 
couple of years later, they come back uh, and I did, they come into the room and this gentleman has his glasses off and, and I said, Hey, nice to meet you. And he goes, Oh, we've met before. And he goes, you did the reading for me. Remember? And he even said, I was, you know, I was the unkind gentleman. I'll keep the language clean, but he swore. He's like, I'm the guy who was wearing the glasses and I didn't give you anything. And you nailed my father. Like I have, and, and I walked out and he came in and gave me now the biggest hug. Now this was three or four years later. And so I was like, oh my God, you know, because I remember that moment. I remember going, oh, let's see what happens. I sent it away. I sent him away. And he came back years later, open no glasses, ready to receive, and gave me the greatest hug. And that was a great moment. I get chills when I say this because I had to let go and not know if that ever changed anything. And that's okay. Sometimes, remember, it's not about my ego needing to know. I just got to do the work. And to actually see him come back, totally shifted, totally changed. And he goes, that message helped me forgive my father and I never thought I ever would. So, you know, sometimes we do this work literally blindly, not knowing what's going to come of it. And you have to be willing to let that part go and just, okay, love you, see what happens. So that was a great reminder to me of going, oh, phew, <laughs> it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's truly amazing. And, you know, when, when, when we're when I sit with myself and I'm 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 sitting in 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 the power or, or, or with spirit and I'm just like, you know, just like thank you, you know, like how do you say thank you when when the words thank you don't quite don't seem mean, big enough, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah. so you just sit there in that and and cry a little and 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 to be able to share that with those who who want to listen to these experiences, like. Like when, when people are watching a demonstration, even if they don't receive a message, you know that yeah. it's still healing for them. For people who happen to be touching into this podcast or this YouTube show might be picking up on some, you know, all I want to do is just hopefully inspire hope and curiosity for their own self-awareness of their own spirit and source and all that love that is there for us in times when it literally feels like there is nothing. Right. And, and I know I've been there. I've been there so many times. You've been there so many times, you know, we, we, we know it. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, when I, when I talk to my people, you know, we just, we're so much better together. Mm -hmm. And, and 100%. like, I feel like when I'm, when I have to do something that's scary, like, maybe getting on stage in front of a bunch of people. If I have somebody I'm doing it with and it's like, we're like energetically holding each other's hands. I feel like I can do anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just like, we're just so much better together. And I just, yeah, that's what I want people to, to recognize from what we're talking about in, in that, you know, we're here, we're here for you yeah. on so many different levels rather than, than what it might appear to be because we're mediums and that's all we do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And can I take a little soapbox moment on that? Oh, yes. <laughs> One thing I think you're saying is gorgeous, but I see sometimes, and I think it's starting to shift, but yeah. back even about 10 years ago when I was doing a little bit more development, uh, there's sometimes a lot of ego in mediumship development. There's a lot of competition among mediums. Uh, and I think we need to get over that that what you're saying is yes there are wonderful friends I have in my life like John and some wonderful folks that we support each other's work we don't okay. look at this as a competition we don't look at this as 
he's better than me or I'm better than him. Um, it's really two unique mediums doing the work their way and we're sharing the space and you yes. know how people need to receive my way, they'll connect with that. And if people receive John's way or, or somebody else's way, they connect with it that way. Mm -hmm. And I think in as a teacher, I've seen too much in development circles where, so if you're developing medium, this is for you guys, um, where we need to just respect each other and respect each other's development and support each other's development. And sometimes I see mediums almost beat each other up in classes. And I think that's awful. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's like, you know, to me, I think it's, I've always sat as a student and said, you know, when someone's giving to me, I'm like, look at what have you got for me? You know, I always try to hold that space of excitement and love and mm -hmm. never judgment of their abilities mm -hmm. because I know what it was like to develop and not be sure of myself. Mm -hmm. And so I think we do need more inside the community. I think mm -hmm. we need more respect of each other, more respect of the journey and more support that we're all on the same path. There's plenty of work out there to be done and that this isn't a limited work environment, mm -hmm. you know? So sorry, I hope you don't mind. <laughs> but no, if you just Kind of, when you say I mean, community, I think there are some people who do support each other, but I also see sometimes it can be a bit cutthroat and that's not necessary. We're all in the same path of love. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's so true. And and that's why I that's why I say we're so much better together. You know, absolutely. When I started I this, when I started this a year ago and I, you know, I interview all of my friends, everybody I know, all over the world, everybody doing their work, however they're doing their work. A lot of them are mediums because that's that's my world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just want to talk to everybody with any sort of spiritually um, spiritual experience that they can talk and somebody can resonate and learn from. Right. Yeah. But at the beginning, um, somebody said to me, you know, well, aren't you, you, this is your work. This is how you make a living. Right. Well, yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're um, kind of pushing all of the other, these other people, this competition. And I was like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, this is, this is, we are sharing each other with everybody is everybody's medium. And, Correct. you know, I mean, I am a completely different personality than you might be that John might be, we have our different experiences and, and different people might resonate more with you versus me or more with me versus John, you know, and, and, and that's perfect because spirit yeah. brings them to us anyway, because they know how we are able to communicate effectively for who, what they need to hear. So it's like, no, we are all in this together. We need to 100%. be. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for letting me share that. Cause I just see, I see less of it now, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, and I think maybe going through the pandemic has shifted that a little bit, but it's still something that within the community of development, it's like, we're all on the same goal and we're all here to help heal and love spirit. And if you recognize, and that's also why I think some folks succeed better than others. Spirit knows who's truly of service. Yeah. You know, they know who's here to create community and to create that. So, you know, if there's a struggle there, check in with yourself to see, are you willing to participate in the community of the work and share that yeah. um, and, and lift each other up? Because we have to. There's so much healing that needs to be done in this world right now, right now. Mediumship and, it's, and what is needed is the hardest work I've ever done in years in supporting those who are here because of the great amount of loss that we're dealing with. So we need to be community. We need to love share and take care of each other along this path a hundred percent yeah amen <laughs> um, <laughs> okay so so we've already been talking for like 45 minutes it goes by so fast it's like it's gonna take this where it needs to go okay <laughs> always does <laughs> um okay so um while i'm thinking about it let's talk about your trips because oh my stars i would i mean 
here's my thing. I lived in Phoenix for better part of 30 years and Sedona yeah. became my second home specifically after 2006 when I started to recognize all of this newness oh, yeah. and spirit so and energy and and you going to places like like uh Peru, India, yeah, Mexico, Egypt, um did I get them all? Peru? That's the big ones, yeah. That's yeah. the big ones. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> England, like, yeah. I did England ones, yeah. <laughs> oh, and that too, like Stonehenge yeah. and yeah. And um, you know, it I love, love, love those mystical experiences because you yeah. cannot, you cannot duplicate them. You, you when you are in those power spots on this planet, oh, the mystical experiences are just wow. So please talk about that for everybody. So in, in quick form, I mean, we go back to the early part of the conversation where when I was a child being drawn to the mystical places. And again, the universe is always putting parts of our path. And uh, my first journey ever was in 2003, where I was a participant on a spiritual pilgrimage. I used pilgrimage or journey to England, and we went to the sacred sites there and shifts. I came back a whole other person. And I was like, wow, these, I, I knew I was attracted to them for a reason, but then you realize these ancient masters build these places on sites for a reason. Totally. And, and for us to, I think, go and work with the power that is there, like Sedona and the vortices that are there. Mm -hmm. uh, then I was invited to Peru. That was a magical one. How I got there, it needs to be a book because at the time I, when I was poor, starving, I was a starving mediumship artist trying to get away in this world. Um, and I was literally gifted a journey to Peru. I was there for 21 days and I experienced everything from my first ayahuasca journey to just magic from the sacred sites, Machu Picchu, Nazca Lines, Lake Titicaca, you name it, we were everywhere. I came back doubly. It, I was like, oh my God. And every time I would do these spiritual journeys, my energy and work would magnify coming back. Like they were like, like booster shots in, in the, in the spiritual shifts. Truth. So yeah. So Egypt is, you know, Egypt and India are my two biggest calls and Egypt was with me since I was a young child. So when I first got my chance to go back to Egypt as a participant, um, again, magical moments, how I got there. Uh, I was actually having a dark night of the soul. And I kind of said, I'm done with you spirit. I'm walking away. Yeah. And then I got an email from a friend of mine that said, you're coming to Egypt. And at that time I was again, running on little to no money. I put everything I had in and just said, let's see what happens. Yeah. I came back from Egypt after extraordinary experience. I quit my full-time job, went full-time psychic medium, and I've never needed a full-time job since. Um, and so these are little booster shot moments. And then I knew, I knew then that I want to do this. I have such a passion for these sites. I was drawn to them since I was a child. I want to create sacred sites, sacred journeys. So I did my first one in 2017 to Mexico. Five days later, I went on my first journey to India to experience it. Um, but since 2017, I've done 10 journeys. I'm about to do journey number 11 to Egypt, but we've done journeys to Mexico. Egypt it has been a few times. India now twice. Uh, Peru has been a few times. Um, and people come back shifted and changed. And I'm so amazed to just create these up. And I mean, 
not to brag a little bit, but we also create really powerful experiences. We do intimate journeys, you know, less than 20 people. Um, you know, like with Egypt, we have a private boat on the Nile, no other people, but just us. We get you into the King's Chamber of the Great Pyramid. We wow. get you down to the paws of the Sphinx. We get you a private two hour meditation in the temple of the mother temple of Isis. You know, we do these really amazing moments of yeah. shift and change. So it's not just your grandmother's sightseeing journey where you're like, click, click, here's yeah. things from the fence way back. Like yeah. we get you down in there, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and that is the magic of what I what I experienced. And I realized I needed to bring people to these experiences so that we could create bigger shifts and change. Mm-hmm. Um, and also work with the magic of the earth that was laid down for us here to access. You know, these these temples, Egypt alone, each temple is its own activation. You know, when you really learn about each temple and what's written on these walls, you are walking through an activation and you, you know, some people will say, oh, I'm coming to Egypt because I want to connect with ISIS, but they end up in the temple of Hathor at Dindar and they're like, oh, I had no idea, you know, so there's yeah. also those unexpected moments that happen, you know. And in India, uh, one of my favorite countries, India, is one of the only countries where the faith and the traditions of the ancient ways are still very much alive. And so the magic of India and why I love it so much is I can bring you to these holy cities, you know, at the Ganges, and you sit with thousands coming in pilgrimage in the living to actually be in that space, right? Goosies. Yeah, and totally. so, you know, we get to actually live the 4,000-year-old tradition of praying at this river and being a part of these artis. And so that's a whole other kind of magic that happens Absolutely. in the different cultures that you're experiencing as well. And, you know, Peru, we're working with real shamans that come and create ceremonies for you and initiate you in the Incan traditions and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's just, you've got to go where you're called. Everybody's called somewhere and whether it's on a journey with me or you need to get to England to get to Stonehenge, like listen to your soul. It's trying to bring you home. It's trying to bring you home. And so I, I, I'm doing my best to create as many opportunities to the places that I am strongly connected to, to bring people home where they're called to um, and to remember more of who you are. And it's funny because even though I lead these journeys now, every time I go, I shift more. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's still a process of, of education and development for me as well. I shift more every time. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's so awesome. And, you know, uh, I, I love, well, outside of the, the just the, the love of, of all of that, you know, the, the ancient sites, the energy in those ancient, ancient sites, the mystical experiences within all of that, yeah. But but I think too, like going with an intimate group of people where everybody has the same intention mm-hmm. ex- expands it even that much more than if you were to go by yourself. It's like it's like when you're when you know we you can meditate all day, every day on your own. Great. Mm-hmm. If you have time and that's what you're into, do it, right? Yeah. Um if you meditate, if you only have time to meditate and you go to a meditation group where there might be 20 people meditating, it's so much more powerful when you're doing it with a group of people with that same (laughs) intention. Oh, it's like you're walking out of there floating in ways that you might not, at least I don't, when I'm doing it by myself. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what I love too about about the the purpose of of what you're doing with these groups and, and expansion and insight and healing and 
mystical awareness and ah i just it's it's all of my favorite <laughs> thing yeah every ritual i love ritual so like you know i love ritual too doing, you know, oh yeah i can i can throw a crystal grid down here <laughs> and light some incense and, and oh, yeah, there's just, always a little rattle around me just in case oh, oh yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> a little magic eraser as we call it yeah yeah totally <laughs> Oh, I love it. Love it. Oh, Lauren, thank you so <laughs> much for this. Thank you. When is your next Egypt trick trip? I want to. So, um, a trick, right? It is a trick, trick. right? Yeah. Uh, my next, it's funny, it's you saying that it'll be the day after Halloween we start. Uh, so my next Egypt okay. journey is November first um, of this year, two thousand twenty-three, and uh, we also have an extension to Petra and Jordan as an optional addition. Um, where we, I love this extension. We go see Petra, which is an amazing site. And then we go glamping in the desert. You know, we we live in these little Martian bubble tents, which is super cool. You have a real bed, real bathroom and everything, but yet you're out in the desert, gorgeous sky. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's a, a little profound, little lovely extension to mm -hmm. kind of actually bring you down. And, you know, Egypt is so like intense, intense, intense. And then you come into the Petra energy and you get to just like, kind of breathe and ground it down before you head home. So that's going to be this November, uh, starting on the first. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so wow. excited. I'm excited for you. Um, and do you have any space left in it? I, I have a few. I still have some spots left. Again, this, this group is limited to about 15 of us. Um, we have that private boat, which limits the size of the journey, which is lovely because oh, sure. we can only fit so many on the boat and mm -hmm. it, it creates that nice intimate family. And the other thing is it's soul families that come together here. Everybody, you know, you may not know who you're meeting on the journey, but I, I have little WhatsApp groups for each group that travels wow. and they, they get to keep that. And it's so funny to see people, I miss you guys, you know, like right now, one of the groups just started chiming up this morning and they're like, I miss you guys. Here's something I just saw about Egypt or if it's my Peru, but like, look at this thing from Peru so yeah. they stay connected and and you know we become family and that's the other amazing thing is you you journey with these people you change but you change with them and you support each other through that change and it just creates an amazing bond it's fantastic uh, yes that is fantastic you know um the soul family aspect is is very real you mm -hmm. know um I, I have experienced that throughout my life you know I, I've collected people throughout my life but specifically with regard to these spiritual trips, yeah. um, when I went to Arthur Finley for the first time, I was there for two weeks in June of 2019. Yeah. And, oh, talk about soul family. Like, I, we're, we're, we're in contact more than my family, <laughs> you know? And it's so true. Yeah, it's really amazing. And I do say this about Arthur Finley. If you're a developing medium, you need to get through that building out oh my gosh. of your career. It is, it's a Hogwarts for mediumship, <laughs> you know, and, and it was to me the most transformation I've, I've been blessed yeah. to study and develop with so many amazing, you know, uh, teachers who are actually now co-creators with me, which is great. And, uh, but I remember Arthur Finley for me was 2011 and it was a game yeah, yeah. changer when it came to the work. Um, so if you're a developing medium, get to Arthur Finley at least once on the journey. It's a, it's really kind of a must do. I think you need to, you need to get through that building. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I second that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Lauren, thank you so much for being here with us. You are amazing. Oh. And I just, uh, 
just love all the work you're doing. And and I thank like you, so you are much. so inspiring for me. So thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. And it's been so lovely. Uh, thank you for doing this work and this podcast and getting out the information for people to access and learn from. I think, you know, lovely little opportunities like this for people to meet different folks, to hear what you have been through is just a great way of sharing the work. So thank you for, for doing this work as well. It's so thank important. You. Yeah, thank you. Love it. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening this week or watching if you're on YouTube. And we'll be back <laughs> shortly within, uh, I'll be back with another episode here before the next week is up. So there's yeah. a couple surprises coming up. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste. Namaste.